hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Aesthetics of Leadership podcast. I am your host, Edwin Adams, and today, Edward Cleric is on the show with us. Edward is an international influencer. You'll find him on TikTok, Instagram. His focus is travel, health, and style, and I'm looking forward to hearing the stories behind his transformation in all three of those areas. So without further ado, let's get on to the show with Edward Cleric. Well, you're a gentleman and a scholar for taking a break from skiing to hop on a show and talk about transformation and leadership from your perspective. So thank you very much for that, Edward. I really appreciate that. Absolutely. No, my pleasure. Uh, thank you so much for reaching out. Well, look, this is a this is an easy conversation. It's it's essentially your story. And what I'm trying to do is find those principles of transformation from people's stories that are universal and consistent. And there, there have been some great themes so far in 2021. So, man, I'm just insatiably curious about how you became the social media influencer you are today. I, I love your, your TikTok post, your Instagram, your style, your focus on health and travel. It, I'm curious about all of it. So I, I'd love for you to just introduce yourself to the listeners who may not know who Edward is and how you came to be doing what you're doing today. Yeah, definitely. So uh, 2020 was quite an interesting year for me. Um, I studied marketing um, and because, well, one reason or another, I never really participated in social media up until uh, sort of the second week of lockdown when my best friend dared me to, we have this sort of relationship where we dare to do things, like dare each other to do um, different things. So she uh, sent to me a TikTok of, of, of a guy, I don't remember who it was, uh, who was singing uh, Part of Your World by Ariel from The Little Mermaid, um, looking outside to the world, like wanting to be part of it again. Um, again, this is during lockdown. Um, so she was like, you should definitely recreate that. And as everyone, I was bored at home. So I thought, well, why not? Like, might as well do it. Um, so I downloaded TikTok. That was in March or yeah, at the end of March last year, 2020. And um, it had like a little, uh, like my, my prop set up. Um, I put a, a, a red um, t-shirt for Ariel's hair, um, put my, uh, both my legs in one of my sleeves in my pajamas, like that sort of thing. Um, and, and filmed it and it was, and I had quite a bit of fun. So I was like, Oh, I'll kind of, um, keep going. So then, um, because, you know, not a whole lot to do. Um, but I kind of got hooked that way. Uh, so then, um, it's like a community started to grow, I guess, in a way. Um, so I don't really see myself as an influencer or anything like that. Um, it's just a way to um, connect with people. And um, if anything, it's um, just given me an opportunity to um, give a chance to someone to, you know, relax for 10 seconds, five seconds, whatever it might be. Um, I the content that I produce, I create is always meant to just be really lighthearted and not um, engage people in a negative way. So that's all I ever want to do. Um, 
yeah and so people started responding quite um positively to that and um i was like oh i'll keep it um i'll keep it going and then in i think it was july yeah around july when there was talk that um they'll be shutting down um tiktok in the us and like all of that um so um a lot of the people that um you know had um been quite actively engaging with the stuff that i was putting out um we're like, oh, you should um, at least reactivate your or create an Instagram account so we can, you know, stay in touch, that sort of thing. And I had I had an Instagram account back in 2012, so I reactivated that um, in July last year, and then that's kind of like unfolded from there. Um, so yeah, they're quite different, but um, between Instagram and um, and TikTok, but. Uh, it's definitely given me an opportunity to uh, connect with people that I would otherwise never get to even cross paths with or interact with in any shape or form. Um, and yeah, uh, that's kind of been it, but quite crazy because I went from having absolutely no social media to now um, running um, both of these platforms that reach quite a few people from, you know, my perspective, even though I still understand that, you know, there are huge accounts out there, but um, compared to, um, yeah, completely not being part of the social media world, it's quite a difference. Yeah. Wow. That, that's so fantastic to understand the context uh, by which you got started on these platforms. That's amazing. So mm -hmm. clearly Edward was um, a personal brand before you arrived on social media. I mean, you're, you're an international model. Um, I'd, I'd love to hear that story because it's, it's your personal branding that I think is coming across through social media, these, these outlets that is captivating people. And, and I'll tell you the, the one phrase that captiv captivated me most is right there on your Instagram profile. And if you can be one thing, be kind is what it says. Yeah. And that's such a magical phrase um, that I, I think the world needs right now. So I'd love to know this story of how you came to be the personal brand you are. Um, well, hmm, that's a great question. And I don't uh, know exactly where it all begins, but um, I at some point had been left with an impression that um, social media could be quite a negative place. Um, um, given um, an opportunity to um, for a lot of scrutiny and um, negativity and potentially cyberbullying and all of that. So um, I wanted to have absolutely no part to play in, in that. And I wanted to very clearly um, communicate what I've always stood for, which is um, I've simplified it on social media, but... Um, I believe that there is absolutely no reason to ever, ever put anyone down for no matter what. Um, and I think we gain a lot more by lifting the ones around us up than putting them down sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, I kind of, I guess, subconsciously uh, created this, like you said, brand that is just, you know, if you can be one thing, be kind. Um, and that's kind of what I try to do. Um, I, I've been quite lucky with, um, social media and I think I've not had, um, negativity really come my way, which is quite, um, surprising to me because I was really expecting it to be, um, 
you know, a place for mockery and, um, and like bullying and, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but it really hasn't been the case. And I think uh, in the very few occasions where someone has tried to say something or, you know, something of the sort, um, there have been people who've um, like, you know, stood up for me, but that's not the thing that I'm really interested in here. Um, it's the fact that they have kind of um, understood um, how, you know, um, speaking to someone on the internet that you don't know and you don't know what um, that person is going through um, is quite uh, a sensitive um, way of interacting with people. So um, I've noticed that quite a few of um, the people within my community um, are quite aware that, um, you know, people could be in a, in a bad place. So, you know, there is no point to ever be negative um, it, it, toward them. Um, if you don't like the content, just crawl past it and hey, and it, it's done. You don't, you don't need to think about it. Um, but yeah, if you say something nice, then, you know, potentially you could make that person's day better. And, you know, the, you know, the whole world, I guess, in a way would be a better place if everyone did that. Um, yeah. And so um, that's kind of what I noticed um, a little bit early on. And then I've just kind of stuck with it. And um, yeah, I try to uh, interact with people and kind of basically do what I preach. And that's just being kind. So uh, I always try to notice um, something positive that someone is doing and, um, you know, uh, mention that to them. Um, and I think, uh, especially within the past, you know, 12 to 14 months with social isolation and us not being able to interact with as many people in real life as we used to, uh, it's been quite important to really foster those communities that uh, do help each other and um, just kind of push you forward in a way, even, even if it's a very, very small sort of gesture, a very small word of appreciation. It's still something. And, you know, if there is a thousand of them, they add up. So. Yeah. With, with that kind of following that, that you do have in the community that you have built with your personal brand um, in style and travel and in the health, those three arenas seem to pop out most clearly mm -hmm. from your, your profile, how, how what what have you learned from the creation of environments that are conducive to not only kindness but also growth because your your accounts are growing they're they're not stagnant so clearly the environment you create i don't want to say has strategy behind it because that's i don't want to i don't want to make it sound bad in any way but you're doing something that resonates with people. And I'm curious about the thoughts that go into how you shape an environment for people to share and exchange information in these unique times that we're in. Mm -hmm. uh, another excellent question. Um, so I think, yeah, it's happened quite organically. So it's not, there has been no strategy um, to it um, in the creation, like that sort of thing. Um, now I kind of stick to the things that I have been doing that I've noticed that um, resonate well with people. So um, I um, obviously love travel and um, share photos of me traveling, which I'm unable to, you know, do now, um, like we all used to be able to, and we all kind of took for granted. So everyone, and every once and again, I would um, 
write a little caption and, and mention that. Um, and people tend to read my captions, which is what um, the bit about, um, so the difference between Instagram and TikTok is, uh, for me at least, has been um, on TikTok, you can be quite creative in a way with the videos and what you do with them. Um, it's a lot more limited in terms of um, interacting directly with people. Um, so messaging is um, very limited and comments are also quite limited. So, you know, restricted to very few characters and so on. Um, so that's um, different to Instagram. Uh, then uh, on Instagram, what I've kind of done is um, like, obviously it's a very visual sort of platform. So you have to share the, the photos, you have to share the um, reels and so on and stories and all of that. Um, but the, the one thing that it also has is um, you like those captions that you put under each of your posts. And I kind of took that an as, an, as an opportunity to um, do another thing that I really enjoy, which is making people laugh and making myself laugh. So um, I don't, I have a quite a realistic um, sort of perception of myself and I, um, and I'm, um, my sense of humor is kind of based off um, self, um, mockery I want to say like that sort of thing and it's quite lighthearted. I don't um I absolutely you know it's it's fun for me to like point out the things that I think would be funny um and that's kind of how I've been um uh, crafting those captions and they seem to resonate with people and quite a few people read them um I've noticed that some people don't understand them because sometimes they're just um the the, the sense of humor is a little bit too sarcastic like that sort of thing um but it everyone and again it opens up a conversation or I receive messages from people saying you know your photos are great but the reason I really stick around is because your captions make me laugh and that's really the reward that I'm looking for um for for putting in all of this time into um the accounts is really it makes me feel great to read from someone that I don't even know that what I did made them feel good for, even if it's just for a second. Um, so that's the personal reward that I take away. Um, and yeah, uh, by sharing the places and things that I love with um, a bigger community of people is just a great way for me to, um, you know, promote those things that I do love. Um, and I, I see this as an opportunity to, uh, you know, encourage someone who perhaps hasn't considered, say, um, traveling to um, Austria, to Hallstatt to visit one day or, you know, something like that, um, because it was a place that I loved. And uh, yeah, uh, that's uh, and that's kind of what I plan to continue to do with uh, both accounts. Uh, so they're a bit different. Again, um, Instagram is uh, more visual. It's obviously the posts that um, are shared are a lot more staged um, than TikTok because TikTok is quite easy to just like, you know, pick up your phone and, and recreate a trend, which is really easy. Um, I've enjoyed uh, learning how to use Lightroom on Instagram, or I mean, for my Instagram posts. Uh, so I've kind of tried to make them all nice and visual. So it's pretty when you look at, and then you open them up and then you read the ridiculous caption, captions and you're like, this is just weird, but also funny, I guess. So, yeah. Oh, wonderful. I love that. So Edward, you and I are on opposite sides of the planet right now. You mm -hmm. are snow skiing somewhere. 
Uh, I know that you have a home base in London, but that mm -hmm. that may not be where you're from. I'm trying to identify the accent. Yeah, uh, no. So I've been living in London for the past three years now, um, and I live and I've lived in the UK for six or seven. Um, I used to live in the US before then. That's where I went to um, uni, uh, but uh, I was born in Bulgaria and uh, yeah, moved to the US when I was like school age uh, and then to the UK after university. Uh, and I'm actually visiting or was visiting family in Bulgaria when uh, we, uh, before the last lockdown, when all flights and everything was canceled. So. I guess, luckily, I got stuck here, which has given me an opportunity to reconnect with people that I've not um, been able to um, really see or interact with for quite a long time. Um, and yeah, and I managed to even learn how to ski, which is for me, um, it's, it's absolutely great because it's kind of given me an opportunity to travel, even though it's a staycation, I guess, in a way. So it's just weird, but it worked out really, um, really well. And it was just pure luck, to be honest. Um, yeah. Incredible. So you are a creative artist on, on several levels. So I'd love to talk about style now, because that's how, how you show up visually a lot on Instagram. How did you break into the modeling industry and how has that industry helped shape your personal brand or not, mm -hmm. if that's fair? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I was, uh, I guess, scouted when I was like 19. And I did modeling for um, a couple of um, malls. So they do like their own promotions and all of that. Um, so they, uh, my agent, like, I guess, figured out a deal with them. And I did that for um, a couple of years, um, which was great. Um, it paid well. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Um, I can do that. Um, but it was always a side hustle sort of thing. Um, and then, um, so I just wanted to carry on with my studies and, uh, and everything. As I mentioned, I studied marketing. Um, so um, I, I kind of um, left the modeling behind and just went to uh, university. I had, a, um, I had a job while I was at college um, as well um, for the entire time, uh, which is where I met a lot of uh, my best friends. But then, um, so kind of 10 years forward, uh, the modeling thing kind of resurfaced again with, um, with social media, I guess, mostly. Um, so I've, um, you know, because of that visual aspect of, um, say, Instagram, it's, um, I've been able to use a lot of my um, more professional sort of shots and then um, have done a few photo shoots since then, uh, which has given me an opportunity to kind of get back into it um, 10 years after I had left the industry, I should say. Um, and it's been quite interesting, a uh, nice break uh, or, um, in the routine that I had prior to then. Uh, so 2020, I think, was probably for as negative as I was for, for many, many reasons. Um, there were also positives uh, to it. And one of them was, you know, doing things differently or doing things that you used to do that you haven't been able to in a long time, whether that's, um, you know, a side hustle, um, reconnecting with people, reading, um, or, you know, whatever it might be. But 
at least I think it's important for everyone to focus on some of the positives that came out of it as well. Um, besides just, you know, being angry about the situation because we can't really change it, but we can make the best out of it. Um, yeah. And moving forward, I, um, I do, I probably will never focus, um, full-time or too much on modeling um, because um, modeling, it's a great industry. Uh, there are many, many wonderful people within it, but the way that I've been taught to, um, to be, I guess, is that um, looks as great as they are, are just temporary and, you know, they come and go. So no need to really get attached to them. Um, so, yeah, maybe because of that, it's not something that I necessarily strive to hold on to forever or to aspire to be, I guess. Um, however, I do enjoy visual representation of various things. So I will um, continue down that line. And I think my focus um, in the past few months has been on um, uh, so design and um, I guess I don't know exactly how much I can say in that respect because I haven't formulated a full plan and I don't want to um, you know say, say I'll do something that I will not actually do um, yeah but it's um, sort of down a, a design path accessories like that sort of thing which are things that I have really really enjoyed because um, just in my life um, because one thing that I do believe is that we all can express ourselves ourselves from um, in like in a way as big as we wanted to. Um, so even from like choosing your um, eyeglasses, for example, that's um, one way to express yourself where, um, you know, I wear a lot of rings, for example. Um, that's something that, you know, I like. And I think there are many things that, um, people do that um, sometimes we notice, sometimes we don't, but it's a great thing to explore. And it kind of combines that creative visual um, um, tendency that I, I, I seem to have um, and it'll give me something that I'm passionate about to work, uh, to work in or work uh, toward, I guess. Oh, that is that is so awesome. And that speaks to a theme that has really resonated with the listeners in 2021. And that is the the topic of identity. And I loved mm -hmm. how you you frame that around modeling that that that's your identity is is not identified, for lack of a better term, by the way you look. It is something more internal that you are expressing through your giftedness, um, so to speak. And I think, I think that's where a lot of particularly men are struggling right now is mm -hmm. in, in, during this pandemic phase is who am I? Because we've had to sit with ourselves for so long in isolation, you know, Absolutely, where, where yeah. is my identity? Is it, is it here internal or is am I attached to something external? I really appreciated your wise mm -hmm. perspectives on where your identity lies uh, and, mm -hmm. and how you express that uh, in the world. I think that's so critical for people to, to pay attention to. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, now that you mentioned that, I'm kind of thinking of um, something that I've come across a few times um, within um, 
my social media channels and it's been uh, a sense of insecurity and especially men um, um, that I've had the opportunity to speak to who felt insecure about their looks and appearances and all of that. Um, and I, at some point, felt a little bit guilty of presenting an image. So like I said, and I cannot express and overemphasize this enough, um, the content that I present on Instagram, like the, the posts are curated. This is not um, a candid like photo of me like, having woken up, oh, bam, this is it. No, um, it's quite the opposite. I've put in quite a bit of effort to, uh, you know, adjust the colors, the shadows, the highlights, the everything. Um, and so I felt guilty that I was um, making um, someone feel like they can't achieve this because even I can't achieve that. It's not, this is not how I look or anything like that. So that's where um, I really take the opportunity to um, say things within the captions. And it's, uh, you know, uh, you know, this is me sucking in my stomach for about 450 shots until I get this one. Um, or another time I would post like really um, what people would consider embarrassing photos on um, of myself on my story, for example, um, because I really want to break that and Yes, I want my page to look nice and pretty, and I wanted to. I want the colors to be all good and shadows and highlights, like I said. But at the same time, I don't want to be making people think that this is reality because it is very, very clearly not reality, and we should not be striving to achieve um, artistic uh, sort of imagery within real life. It's not possible. It's not attainable, and it's not healthy. Um, so I think people with a huge reach, um, as a huge reach within their audience should, you know, really communicate that message so that um, they help someone who may feel insecure about um, their appearances. Um, and then, yeah, I think it kind of goes from, uh, from here. Um, I think humans are very visual um, or visually stimulated beings, which is absolutely great. Um, but it's kind of our strength and downfall at the same time. So we just need to be very careful and manage it uh, so that it, do it doesn't affect our mental health. So yeah, if people on Instagram look great, but please do understand that, you know, this is not reality and they've put in quite a bit of work to, um, to look that way on this particular post. If you see them in real life, you know, chances are they probably will not look exactly like that. It's, it's the perfect tango. It's, you know, everything, and it's just one cap, basically the perfect capture of the perfect moment. And that's what, that's what you see, but it's not the whole picture. Um, so yeah, that's where um, the captions for me really play uh, a role because it gives me a chance to kind of say what the behind the scenes was at least. Yeah, and I appreciate that so, so much because that's the whole premise of this show is is the, the nature and appreciations of transformations, particularly mm -hmm. in leadership. And for me and and, and my training in leadership and personal development, leadership is nothing more than influence. So we mm -hmm. influence others. We influence our, our networks, our communities, our, our towns, cities, and even the world with how we express ourselves authentically in the world. And I love the word that you use um, just recently, and that was reality. Our reality mm -hmm. 
um, isn't everyone's reality. So coming across people on the street, in the store, online, everybody's got a transformation story playing in the background. And that mm-hmm. is their truth. That is their reality. And it it's okay that it's not yours. And yours mm-hmm. doesn't have to be theirs. So I, I appreciate your wisdom in understanding and appreciating what reality is. And it's really from, from your perspective, that's, that's your truth. And there are several billion truths walking around this planet, right? Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And this is probably where, if you can be one thing, be kind is most relevant, I suppose, because you just, you're not that person. You don't, you're not, you're not the one to judge anyone for who they are um you know if you don't agree with them that's absolutely fine you have the choice to just not say anything and that's it um you you've not made that person feel bad and you've just you know let them let them be who they are and um they'll do the same for you so i think um mutual respect is what is needed um for some time um just so we can all like you said, several billion people, uh, we can all live in harmony. Uh, yeah, respecting the stories, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's exactly. the magic uh, uh, of us as humans. Each of our stories is unique. Each is valuable, and and thank goodness, thank goodness for that. That that's that's all I can mm-hmm. say. How much more interesting is life and social media, knowing that there's a story behind the image? and be insatiably curious enough to connect with somebody uh, to ask them about their story. I'm just so thankful, Edward, you said, yes, I have, I have learned so much and feel much more connected to to your art and your influence right now. Thank you very much for that. Absolutely. No, my pleasure entirely. I, uh, yeah, it's been a great opportunity to just kind of think about my whole journey within social media and how I dabbled in it and um, what's happened in, you know, in just one year, because um, yeah, it's crazy how, how quickly it's grown and it's um, made me happy that, you know, it might be a few people, but no matter how many um, I've made someone smile and, you know, that's my reward. Like I said.